Um, I know you're into ancestry. Um, have you gotten into the fun game of which of my uh, family members' uh, relationships were not fun and inappropriate? Because that's not a fun game to play. No, like on a I don't trip. play that on ancestry. I just look for hints about who who is. Am I related to Chaucer? Great. I just, I, you know, it's a little bingo game. Nice night. We've had dinner. I'd like to queue up the tree and I'm like, let's look for a fun name. And, you know, sometimes you get like a 22 and a 21. Sometimes you get a 37 and a 14. And it's Don't just not fun to know. It's not. <laughs> it's not fun not, to know. Also, Ancestry, not a sponsor. Just just letting you all know <laughs> but that. But we not would be sponsor. open to that. If we need to find out who of our grandfathers married 12-year-olds, we'd do it. We'd look yeah, it up. Yeah, find out which of your family members might have been a pedophile with the Ancestry. <laughs> so, That's pretty ad, more- Ancestry. Just get back to us. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 509 of the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy, and we're committed to educating you on things entertained but do not matter. To find out more about these bounteous pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Popcast, and we're on Twitter at PopcastPod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking the latest in pop culture news. But before we do that, as you may have heard, our two Popcast live shows are coming up in less than three short months, and we're celebrating 10 years of the podcast this year. Since that is a very special birthday, we have a fun, time-sensitive birthday present you can buy for yourself, which is merch. This exclusive t-shirt, embroidered sweatshirt, enamel pen and sticker pack will only be for pre-sale today through Friday, July 7th. Take a gander at these pretty dope creations, I would say, at noxandjamie.com slash live. Also, if you are a B-Thoughts, there is a 20% off coupon waiting for you in Patreon. Now, we're less than, again, like I said, three short months away from hitting the road in September for the Popcast Live. Our hope is that you're already one of the almost 3,000 folks who are planning to be with us in person at either Austin on September 2nd or Atlanta on September 30th. If not, join us. There are still great seats available if you can't be with us in person or maybe you're just not into wearing pants when you're outdoors, but you do want to experience the live show. We do have a pants required for the show, but you can get the live stream ticket option for Saturday, September 2nd. Everything you need to know about the live shows, including this merch pre-order, is found at knoxandjamie.com slash live. The link is in the show notes. Okay, Jamie, it's time to do the more you know. The more you know. As always, these The More You Know episodes are what we do on the regular for our Patreon supporters. It's uh, I, I'm sure we've explained this to people before, but um, we every Monday we do the episode, and then right after the episode, we do The More You Know. So it's a little punchy. It's a little loosey-goosey. Sometimes there's breaking news, things we know about. Sometimes there's breaking things, uh, breaking news, things we don't know about, and we don't comment on it. So that's not very helpful. Um, but it's all uh, rolled in together. So if you like the the sound and the tone and the and the vibe of this episode, make sure to join us at Patreon.com. Uh, Jamie, do you want to do a ask a personal question first? I do, and you're gonna love the one I chose. This <laughs> comes from Natalie Dion, who said, "Jamie, what is your sun, moon, and rising in fictional characters in movie and TV?" Not you- this is this is tricky. Because it's like it's a, it's a it's a beefots right like That's it's right. a so I feel like I have to honor them and just even though this is on the free feed and the policy has been for the clown music I feel like they got we got to let it ride Aaron like do you want to weigh in on a ruling here do you have a do you have a I partiality should, here I think it should stand oh, okay but what should stand the the you should let her do my thing yeah do your thing Aww. okay you've already gone to the concert Aaron so I don't know why you still got to suck up <laughs> I you know. know. 
Let's just there could be future gatherings. She sure. does. <laughs> Listen, sure. okay. So, for, Knox, when someone says, what is your sun, moon, and rising, what do you think those things mean? God, man, I don't know. I like, uh, well, first of all, I hear sun, Neil, and rising. So, I don't like, I don't even understand the vocabulary right now. You know what <laughs> so I mean? So, sun, your sun sign is really with your birth sign. So, uh, you are a Sagittarius, right? Why don't they just say birth sign then? Why do they say sun sign? Well, because it's your sun. It's connected to the sun. It's your sun sign. So it represents your ego and your motivation. And then the moon governs your governs your emotional nature as the moon itself does with the tides and such. And yeah. then the as- ascendant or rising sign speaks to the energy that we put into the world. You know what this feels like? Have you ever played with a like like tea time with a kid and they're explaining all the arbitrary rules and like this is <laughs> this is uh, chocolate day and you can only drink from the fountain if you're whatever. That's what this feels like right now. That's what it feels like. Well, you know what? It sounds like a good time to me. So <laughs> I so Natalie, I'm going to honor you with this. So my son, my ego and motivation. I am a Tina Belcher son on a Leslie Nope cusp mm. with a Karen Walker moon and mm. a Blanche Devereaux rising. Do you That's get good. it? Do That's good. I, I do don't, honestly. Okay. But in, th- in theory and spirit, I feel like I do so get I it. So I would like to hear other listeners, like, what, do you, what are the fictional characters that you feel like are your sun, moon, and rising? And okay. in the post on Wednesday on Instagram, y'all can share yours because I yeah. think that's super fun. Out yourself as just bozos out in the wild. Let us all know who the bozo Embrace, is. Listen, it's the summer of bozo. That's what Embrace I Embrace your bozo. Yeah, <laughs> Embrace exactly. your inner bozo. I like it. Um, my ask a personal question is a couple of people uh, asked what uh, I thought of the concert I went to this weekend. Um, I did. Ashley and I went to St. Louis to see uh, Tyler Childers uh, at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. This is I, 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 I've been trying to get tickets for I think around two years and I haven't been able to. He doesn't do a lot of shows, so they sell really fast. I was actually on my way to Birmingham when these went on sale. So I stopped at a Burger King. It's the only time Burger King's ever been useful to me. Stopped at a Burger King parking lot and I waited. I got into the queue. They didn't help me. I didn't use our Wi-Fi, just to be clear. And I didn't eat there. No, but it was just the place I stopped. It's Mojo. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. But I did. uh, I was able to uh, get a couple of tickets um, for Ashley and I. Uh, We actually ended up going with a group of friends. Um, uh, one of which, uh, one of the friends is, we, we were talking about this, this weekend, uh, is America Stum, who she is one of the, um, one of the eight people who began supporting us on Patreon on day one, uh, <gasps> July 22nd, 2015. And still eight, almost eight years later, they're still, she's still supporting us uh, on Look Patreon. Look at that. So. And her name's America. That's, that's the right. beauty of it. Like that's yeah. patriotism. Like the country, but cooler, you know, but like cool, not, not problematic. Cooler. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So we didn't all sit together uh, because it was such a scramble to get tickets, but the weather was incredible. It was like, you know, it was like, like, I don't know, 75, but the amphitheater was outdoors. So I was like, uh, honestly, when I bought the tickets, I was like, I think we might have to stand. I don't know if we even get to see the stage. We might have to rent lawn chairs. I didn't know anything about it. I was just like, I'm just going to be there and we'll figure it out later. But we were under the undercover. Um, They had these giant fans going. So it was like 61. It was beautiful. Oh, that's dreamy. It was incredible. His set was so good. Um, you know, some like you can get a bad group of people around you, and they just really ruin like the whole performance. I think that's what me and us. Aaron were at the uh, no, Taylor Swift concert. No enthusiasm was infectious, and like everyone around us was like just super happy to be there. No one was belligerently drunk and everything. And I realized why I like concerts, and it's because I'm a little um, I've got a little PTSD from going to sporting events. And sometimes it's 50 50. Like, I want something to happen, and the person next to me wants the complete opposite thing to happen. It can even be like 90 10, but even that like difference of 
this person wants me to suffer emotionally and I want them to suffer emotionally. Uh, yeah. That's a dynamic. But when everyone's just there happy to be seeing the person, I really actually enjoyed that a lot. So it was really nice. Oh, well, I'm so glad you went because you love him. You would recommend like his albums, right? Like you, uh, his albums. I don't know um, if because this was uh, can I take my house to heaven? Uh, I guess tour. I don't know if I ever greenlit that actual tour. It's a very um, bluegrassy country kind of gospel um, uh, infused album. Um, so it's not for everybody, I would say, but it, yeah. was, it was, it's definitely for me and everybody who was there uh, in St. Louis. So now Yay. casino culture, uh, cause we did have to stay at a casino. That's a whole nother conversation. That's you a go, wild you go gambling Cause you're a gambler by nature. That seems like you would fit right in. Well, we ended up talking about this. I don't like, I'm more of the, I need to feel like there's some skill in it. Um, so I can delude myself into saying I affected it oh, when okay. it's pressing a button and, and breathing in the smoke of the, of the people around you, there doesn't feel uh, like there's a lot oh, of, so there, this wasn't there. like a table casino where you could play. There were some of those, but I was just, I was not, I was not about that life. I okay. pressed a couple buttons, lost all my money, you know, oh. like, have you, have you ever been to a casino and like done? Listen, I took my parents casino? to the Grand Canyon and then we went to Las Vegas where my mother specifically asked to, uh, cause she didn't know what they were. She yeah. wanted to see the thunder down under because yeah. she saw a flyer for it as we were walking around the strip and I was Great. like, mom, that is nudity. And she was yeah. like, so no? And I was like, wow, get that. So, hard, so it's second. a hard no? Yeah, so it's still no? Listen, but we, she was so cute. She and my dad both wanted, they wanted, uh, what's casino money called? Uh, <laughs> well, if you're playing a table, they're like chips. Like, yeah, uh, chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So you can tell I've only been the one time. Yeah, and big gambler so, over here. <laughs> right. And they wanted – so we traded in money for chip – one, literally one chip each. So okay. we still have those little chips. Look at y'all. See, I, I, I left with 10 cents uh, out of $20. Oh, and that took about three minutes, you know. So as it turns out, not a big gambler over here. Um, no. But uh, overall, it was an incredible weekend. So uh, thanks to everybody who reached out uh, and checked in on that. Let's go ahead and do uh, our first segment here. Let's do overrated, underrated, properly rated. Jamie and I want to talk to you about Jennifer Lawrence because um, she's kind of out and about. She's yeah. in the soon-to-be-released no hard feelings. She's doing press. So everyone's getting that dose of Jennifer Lawrence right now. Listen, and I think it's her, but the thing that she is underrated at, or maybe she's properly rated now, is mm. her interview skills. She is a good time. So here's what I would say. Jennifer Lawrence as a whole, career launch, her 20s, properly rated. And okay. why I say properly rated is that she, in five years, got four Oscar nominations. Yeah. And won an Oscar. Th- that That's a, that's a amazing run in yes. your 20s right and then i would say after that from 2016 until now yeah uh was overrated like okay. she because and now i know you loved mother but passengers. don't say it like that don't say it condescending like that i'm sorry i meant to say mother exclamation Some mother point. exclamation point that's how right. we talk about that movie yeah yeah but passengers red sparrow the the horror that was dark phoenix mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. don't look up which was fine do you I know liked what i mean it. I was into and, it. Right. And so I'm just saying that felt like, oh, that's a lot. And there's not one like movie in that list where you go, oh, yeah, still an Oscar winner. No, none of those are like, man, she is bringing an Oscar performance to each of these. You're no, you're, you're not wrong. I, I think what I, my theory of her is that she's so intensely likable that it almost makes the bad movies. I don't really care because I like her oh, so yeah, much. Oh, yeah, that's fair. And I'm rooting for her so much. And her, it's like she does the interview with E! News that I watched. And she's she didn't go to prom. She was bullied in high school, just like the rest of the stars. They're just like us. They get bullied. The one the, 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 What she talked about was there was a birthday party by like the, the resident mean girl in her grade. 
And so the resident mean girl had invitations and she was like, Jennifer, will you please pass these out to everyone? But Jennifer didn't get an invitation, which is honestly elite level mean girling. I'm not saying we should bully each other, but if you are going to bully, at least be high, be a predator. You know what I mean? Like be high level. I hope that girl now is working hard on her Instagram, trying to let people know about local workout places while she watches this woman get nominated for four Oscars. Like I hope she's on the crew of the idol who has to wipe up all the body fluids after each take <laughs> because that's a big fluids. job. Yeah, that's, that's right. Job. So, but listen, her she had a kid last year, mm-hmm. and listen, I'm going to say underrated because she never talks about that kid named mm-hmm. Sai. Aaron's mm-hmm. youngest son is named Sai, and she never talks about him. And I love that. I love when actors are not like, oh, now I'm a parent, so I'm a better person now. Okay, we get it. You're not a yeah. better person. Yeah, because I interesting yet. Not like Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is still very interesting. I think that. Um, I like what she's got coming up. Like if you check her out or IMDb and I think it was probably smart to go away and to, you know, let the heat die down because it almost had tilted to, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is so likable and so relatable. Is Jennifer Lawrence too likable and too relatable? Right. And when that happens, you got to disappear for a little bit. I think she did that incredibly well. And I think even across, like you kind of hit on some of her performances, I think overrated in the X-Men movies probably, but that's a career choice. Underrated in Mother! Exclamation point. I'll die on that hill. I will die a brutal, grisly intestinals <laughs> out of my stomach death. Uh, properly, on, honestly, I'd almost say underrated on Silver Lines Playbook. Because she's so freaking good in that movie, she's amazing. I feel like we forget. Well, how she good got she an was. Oscar. She got an Oscar nomination. For she that. should have gotten a one and a half. Not only did she get an Oscar nomination, she won that Oscar. That's what she won her Oscar for. But I think they should have been like, "It was so good." Here's a third of another. <laughs> they one. should have renamed the Oscars the Jennifers. That's like, right. Because that's of right. Performance. Steal Listen, it. I'm, it should be rolling over. You steal it from one woman who didn't quite earn it, and she got maybe 0.75, and then Jennifer should get that point too. Listen, can I tell you? I'm interested in this group of women, these early 30s women. Because listen, listen to the women that are all within 18 months of each other, like okay. in their age. Emma Stone, Jennifer Lawrence, Margot Robbie, Ana de Armas, Brie Larson, Zoe Kravitz, Dakota Johnson, Kristen Stewart. Those are all the women competing for the same roles all the time. Can you it's imagine? It's a great group. How much money did you accept from Brie Larson's representation to include her in that group? How dare you? She you do have Oscar? to disclose those things, Listen, she won Jamie. an Oscar. What is Ana de Armas won? Not an Oscar, but Brie Larson's she- won an Oscar. She's won America's Heart, and Brie Larson is currently pushing Hyundai's or whatever, uh, <laughs> Nissan, Nissan Versa. Everybody you know? deserves to get paid occasionally. Look, but I will say, I, just as a sidebar, because Emma Stone and Jennifer Lawrence are famously really good friends, and I like that they have not really had to step on each other's toes, although they did compete against each other early in their career. That's right. But I read, do you know a movie coming up in Emma Stone? This is not even related to Jennifer Lawrence. Emma Stone has a movie called The Curse that's coming out okay. next year. Listen to this. Genre-bending scripted comedy that explores how an alleged curse disturbs the relationship of a newly married couple as they try to conceive a child while also co-starring on their problematic new HGTV show. What are you saying? And guess who wrote it? Guess who wrote it? Nathan Fielder. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? I am all in on that. I'm all in on that. Are you kidding me? So That's incredible. So so I'm landing on... I'm landing on underrated. I think we're in that Jennifer Lawrence's, her son and Moon Rising is underrated, I believe, to borrow oh, your language. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So I would say uh, underrated, but it really the, the deal breaker is going to be this movie. Like, no hard feelings. I saw a new clip that I liked even more mm-hmm. because uh, frat boys pushed back on her because she yep. was like, why don't you just F each other? And he's like, are you saying that's an insult? That if we F'd each other, that would yeah. be bad? <laughs> I liked it so much. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. 
Okay, so let's let's just let's be big boys and big girls here, and let's push all of our chips in. Is that movie No Hard Feelings going to be good, or is it going to be bad? I think it's, and there are no reviews, you guys. This did not go to a mm-hmm. film festival. Mm-hmm. It did get moved this is, a week. This is where podcast instincts. This is where it comes into play here. I'm going to say it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm, I'm going to go in faithful. What Aaron? do you think about a movie that you probably weren't listening to us talk about? You definitely haven't seen the trailer. And you probably don't even understand the concept based on the title. It, Do you think it's going to be good or bad? Just really quickly. No, Maddie, no, no. Don't, no, no. Don't? Just make her go. Oh, okay. Make her go. Jennifer like, Lawrence on natural. comedy film. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Again. I love it. Again. I love it. What, See, what do you mean? Jamie, yeah. if you would have explained the concept, you still would have gotten that answer. I just saved you some time. That's true. You know? That's correct. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in on this. I'm all in on Barbie. I'm all in on this. And I'm all in on Oppenheimer probably being good and frustrating and way too long, but I'm still going to like it. I know yeah, those gonna, things are I'm true. Gonna, I'm going to love it. Yeah, exactly. Every time they show that trailer on TV and my son sees Jennifer Lawrence get punched in the throat yeah. and she goes like, Wah! like he always laughs hundred <laughs> percent of the time. That's a good sign. Okay. That is a good sign. Uh, okay. Uh, overrated, underrated, probably rated the weekend. Okay, um, so the weekend, the artist, not the, <laughs> not the form of time that we all like the weekend. Listen, the weekend who now does not go by the weekend. He I know. goes by Abel to So Abel, which I just kind of love that his name's Abel. I don't know why I like that. And he's Canadian. Like, you know what okay. I mean? Like the, so, look, one of the brothers that got killed. Like you like that. It's like for that reason or just like the name Abel. Yeah. Like, no, I just like the name Abel. Okay. My handyman's name is Abel, so I like it. It's a good name. And Abel, he is known, you know, professionally as a weekend Canadian singer songwriter. He has won four Grammys, 20 Billboard Music Awards. He's been nominated for an Oscar, nominated for an Emmy. Did have that really problematic song, uh, Lost in the Fire, not great. Anyway. What then, was, what's it, what's, what it made it problematic? I, I'm not familiar with his <laughs> so discography. He, well, I'm going to read the lyric. You said you, he's talking to a woman that okay. he is interested in sexually. Okay. And he said, you might be into... I think The weekend, as a, like, The weekend is mm-hmm. actually underrated simply because of that Daniel Craig clip on SNL where he okay. says, and now. And now The, the weekend, week- everyone. And listen, did you know that that uh, Twitter account called Craig Weekend, where that's all they post every Friday, <laughs> is that clip? It has almost 600,000 followers on Twitter. I think I've, it's like one of the last ones I followed when I was still like, I should follow yeah. accounts like on Twitter. I did yeah, follow. Yeah, exactly. So I would say that's underrated. I think his singing is underrated. I was looking at his touring. He... he Guess which of these artists he opened for? I'm going to give you three artists. You tell me which one do you think he opened for? Okay. Florence and the Machine, Justin Timberlake, Drake. Okay. Just note for the audio, the way you said Justin Timberlake, like you were unsure of the thing that you had prepared, (laughs) makes me think it's not Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Although you could be putting me on, so I don't know. What do you think? And honestly, it's distracted me so much, I didn't even hear the third one. Because I was like, why did she do that? Drake. Okay, that's the obvious one. I feel like it's Florence and the Machines. It's Is all right? three. He's Dang open it. for all three. You jerk. You're such you a sucker. You freaking Daniel Day-Lewis followed- actress jerk. <laughs> I've learned from Aaron. So to, uh, to me, and I love his music. I do think even his a weird Super Bowl show that he had to pay $7 million of his, dollars of his own money because mm-hmm. the NFL was like, no. We're not doing that. Yeah. And he was like, I'll pay it out of my own pocket. I think his singing is underrated. Uh, his dating life. He dated Bella Hadid. Was she a, t- a schmidge young? Yes. Okay. But Bella Hadid for five years, Selena Gomez for a year. I think that's underrated. What does a smidge young mean in this context? 18. 
Yeah, okay, that is a smidge young. You know, it's not legally young, like <laughs> too young. It's not legally young. But I don't know what Canada close. does with that. But Bella, you know, and Bella Hadid has, you know, she's anyway. 18 feels so, like the halfway house between like it's it, you're technically free, but you shouldn't be. You know, like we're going to we're going to well, slow listen, walk you into adulthood. Tick, TikTok reminded me that uh that Dakota Johnson, who we previously mentioned, her mm-hmm. parents are Melanie Griffith, actress, mm-hmm. and Don Johnson. Don Johnson was in his mid-20s, and Melanie Griffith was 14 when they started dating. Okay. Um, I know you're into ancestry. Um, have you gotten into the fun game of which of my uh, family members' uh, relationships were not fun and inappropriate? Because that's not a fun game to play. No, like on a I don't trip. play that on ancestry. I just look for hints about who who is – am I related to Chaucer? Great. I just, I, you know, it's a little bingo game. Nice night. We've had dinner. I'd like to queue up the tree. And I'm like, let's look for a fun name. When did he marry his wife? And, you know, sometimes you get like a 22 and a 21. Sometimes you get a 37 and a 14. And it's Don't just not fun to know. It's not. <laughs> it's not fun not, to know. Also, Ancestry, not a sponsor. Just just letting you all know <laughs> but that. But we not would be open to that. If we need to find out who of our grandfathers married 12-year-olds, we'd do it. We'd look yeah, it up. Find out which of your family members might have been a pedophile with the Ancestry. <laughs> so, That's free ad, more... Ancestry. Just get back to us. <laughs> so as for Abel, I do think where he – so I say underrated all across the board until we get to the acting. As I've now, I've now sub, uh, submitted to a second episode okay. of The Idol. Yeah. No, thank you. Okay. No, thank I, you. The thing with his music is every song sounds the same to me. And I'm saying that as someone with a very unsophisticated um, musical ear, but it does feel like I'm always like, is this blinding lights or is this the one about his face and how he can't feel it with you? Um, They all kind of sound remarkably similar to me. So I don't know. He does have a vibe. That is true. There's not a sonic diversity that I would probably opt for. Um, I do. I, I, I mean, I think it's, it's super annoying that he changed his name. That's just like I just have to factor that. That's that's you know, my. I think he was like, I'm an actor now. I'm a producer. I can't. I can't be the week uh, starring the I think, weekend. I think we'll let you know when you're an actor, bud. Um, and I'm not seeing it right now. Aaron, <laughs> no. when were you when you realized the weekend his name was spelled without the third e? I, was and is it now? Is it right now in this moment? It is now. It is now. It <laughs> yeah. it was like three hours away uh, uh, ago for me. Uh, just for context, I was like, so ah, he, he only I guess it's not the two, weekend. Two e's. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't it's, have the end. It's weekend, you know, weekend. It's a more phonetic vibe, okay. but he does not go by that anymore. He goes by able to spy a. Okay, yeah, good job, evidently Abel. it was a trademark issue, but with the the band the weekend. Um, so Wait, he that's the, why he did that. There is a it's a different that's a different entity. The, uh, the band pop rock. Uh, yeah. the weekend. Yeah. There's a band called the weekend, and then this is also the weekend, formerly known. Or Abel, formerly known as The Weeknd. That's right. That's right. That's right. He yeah. wanted to be named. His name is after the the brother that got killed. But uh, I don't think you're like, hey, alert. should we make out to Abel tonight? Like, I don't think that's going to work. You know what I mean? I don't think it will either. That's no. I, I think that's yeah. a problem. Um, he's Canadian. And I haven't seen him do anything to fix those wildfires. So that's not great. <laughs> um, I would also... <laughs> I would also... When he did the stunt, when his face was bandaged, and he was like, this is a commentary on how... People change their appearance for validation. That's annoying. You know, that's just like write a sub stack and be annoying like everybody else. Don't do that visually. Um, right. I do think he's got great taste in collaborators, though. Like he was in Uncut Gems kind of with Safety Brothers. Yeah. Sam Levinson, say what you want. Again, probably future canceled. Um, I, I think, you know, you brought up the idol. 
I think you can really tell in this show because we we watched it as well. And I fell asleep during, I guess, what is presumably the sexy part of it, which tells you a little bit about me, it your is boy. Not sexy. <laughs> I think it's they not. think they're making something sexy, and I'm watching it going. This is just like there's too many. It's too many. I was like, this is not sexy. It's just not sexy. Listen, just because you hold like ice next to your crotch, that doesn't make it sexy. I have a, a cold propel. If I put it in my crotch, is that sexy? I don't <laughs> think it is. But uh, Sam Levinson would have us believe that it is. I think you can definitely tell because I, I, I read or listened to a little bit about uh, The weekend wanted to work with Sam Levinson and wanted to be like a super sporting aspect of the show. And then he got stripped. He was like, actually, I want to be like one of the main parts of the show. So they ripped it up and started over. I think you can tell because the part of the show with all the reps and the agents, that's fascinating to me. And I always pay attention to that. When the the weekend and his rat tail get involved, that's when I start to fall asleep. And it's really not interesting. To yeah, me. we've said that. I think we said that in the more, you know, when we did the recap of the pilot, that we like the the minutia of Hollywood. Yeah, we do not like the uh, pulling of hair. Listen, did you see Chloe Feynman's impression of it? Look, that, Listen, I'm we'll glad you brought that up. Notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Like, I can't I can't disentangle um, what I think is the show versus what I imagine Chloe Feynman doing from the show. Listen, the best you know part I mean? of Chloe Feynman's impression of that first episode is that she takes a bra of her mm-hmm. own <laughs> and she just wears it backwards because that's how much of her nipple is covered because that True. is what... And the best part was Abel and... Lily Rose Depp both commented on the post and were like, your makeup looks fire. Like you look yeah, amazing. It's a really good. And she did look um, She looks exactly like Lily Rose Depp. Like it is stunning how much she, she really does. Like. It really does. So. One of the big losses of the writer strike. It not is it, it's not losing SNL. It's losing Chloe Feynman on SNL to oh, me right now. 100%. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, the weekend slash able uh, overrated, underrated, properly rated. Overrated. Because right now he's not making music. So I don't have, like, all I've got is uh, him, you know, putting icy stuff on, icy hot on someone's Pikachu. And I don't like that. You know, I'm going to say, I'm going to sit at proper and then I'm going to do some some diligence and some research and find out what he's doing about those wildfires. And if he's working them, I'm going to say under. If he's not, I'm going to say over. Okay. So you those think, are the stakes. You think Abel. Abel is putting, he's a volunteer firefighter in Canada? Listen, Maybe let's my organize, mother said, you know? my mother said at uh, Sunday lunch that the reason these fires are happening is because Canada uh, doesn't have enough money for firefighters because they're paying for health care. Wow. <laughs> Then she, by the way, then she got mad at her dentist because he wouldn't cover her root canal. And I was like, mom, you can't have it both ways. This is a logical way to think. I love it. I think at a certain age, you just, you get grouchy at new people and you get grouchy at Canadians for their health. Oh, care. she you know is I mean? grouchy about Canada. Just I so love you it. know. Yeah. Uh, it's so. a consistency that I, I really appreciate. Uh, okay. Let's do um, cable news. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. I we don't have set to talk the... about it at all. No. Let's Look, just overrated. <laughs> well, here's, here's the interesting part. So we're at a really interesting crossroads, right? Because you've got Tucker Carlson. Uh, uh, sh- shrieking his uh, tiny PP television program straight from the gates of Twitter. Um, Chris Licht was fired from CNN for one of the most disastrous profiles ever written where he does like deadlifts and, and curls. And he's like, do you think Jeff Zucker could do this? Which is just incredible alpha so level weird. moves. And he also kind of broke CNN in the process, which is also interesting. Which again, I blame David Zaslav for because yes. David Zaslav was like, again, we, we are not, I don't think we're the PMG is pro David Zaslav, right? No, I don't think so. No. no. And this is the guys, this is the head of Warner brothers discovery that now makes us watch things on max, despite the hey, fact Zaz- that they're still made by HBO. I know you're listening, bud. I will never forgive you for making me now. For some reason, you've confused my smart TV that uh, when it's off the clock, 
it'll do art on my wall. Okay, so it's a very smart TV. It's not sure. a dumb TV. It's very, no, smart. It's very smart. And now every time I want to download your stupid app, I got to re-download Max because <gasps> you screwed up, and I got to go from purple to blue, and I got to resubmit all my login information. Yeah. Even Fart Daddy reached out. And he was like, "This is untenable," and I was like, "I know <laughs> something we agree on, my man." I, I just I'll, I'll never understand why they did that. Fox News still looking its wounds from the defamation lawsuit with Dominion Voting Systems where they just allowed a, a, a parade of intellectual chunguses to lie about the election. And then when's the last time anyone in your life ever brought up MSNBC in a conversation? Well, they brought it up a lot this week because it was okay. all over my Twitter feed because – and it got the highest ratings I think it's had in a year because what? of the indictment. Well, because oh, of the sure, indictment. sure. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, I've, I've just never – No. No one in my life has ever well, said Rachel that. Well, the Rachel Maddow's podcast – don't listen to other podcasts. But Rachel Maddow's podcast is like in the top 10 every week. Is she still on MSNBC or is she – does she Oh, is she like MSNBC? her own thing now? That's how much I care the about. The fact that we're news. having this conversation, I, I think, you know – listen. Statistically, the American Press Institute put out a study that said 79% of Gen Z and millennials, so you and everyone younger than you, get news daily from not cable news. No. Yeah. I would say that number is probably higher in my estimation. That's right. (laughs) If you're a millennial watching cable news, like I want to know. Like what's what's problem? Yeah, millennials. You what life? are you doing? Like, why are you? Because I get my news from Twitter and from literal news emails that I get in the morning. Like yeah. I, that I like read the headlines of, and I'm like, not interesting, boring. Okay, what? That's yeah. how it works every morning. And then, but it said that of Gen Z's, 44 percent never look at traditional sources. Millennials. I love this younger millennials, so not you and Aaron, but thirty-five percent. No, we need that qualification. I know. And then older millennials, as a Gen X, and no one even pays attention to us. Don't be mm-hmm. offended. Thirty-one uh, percent of older millennials never look at traditional sources. So I just think because you remember when Ted Turner <laughs> created CNN. Uh-huh. You remember back when he created CNN, he was like, "We're gonna film a military band." playing near my god to thee and it will stay in the archives until the end of the world and then that will be the last thing that cnn airs is that military band playing near my god to thee because that's what they were playing when the titanic went down i i love that i love a little reverse contact you know of like (laughs) the last thing the alien the first thing is hitler not great okay last thing near my god to thee so we can write that wrong historically you know I know. Uh, to me, cable news is just overrated because it's not even news. Like, there's no. I can't. I can't watch that news and then be like, "This isn't bias." It's because that's not where the money is found anymore. The money yeah. is found in hot takes and uh, crazy opinions, and you know, people like Charlie Kirk telling me, you know, "Hey, I'm going to speak to this young women's conference, and I'm going to tell you that to be a good person." You have to become a woman of value. Well, God tells me I'm a woman of value because I literally was born. So I don't know what you're yelling at me about. That's why I don't like any. I just want to put everybody on notice in my life. If you bring up, if you cite Charlie Kirk to me, you are on punch on on spot. Okay, punch, punch, punch on, on spot. Punch on spot. You know? um, I I just think ATN with Tom Wamsgams now uh, functioning yeah. as a pain sponge yes. and almost ruining an election. By getting wasabi in someone else's eye, um, it, like a, like in absentia, I feel like that's a good. I, I feel like it's a good metaphor for cable news right now. That said, I feel like it's pretty properly rated because it's it's so in the in the trash bin. I feel like we're gonna forget as the election cycle kicks up and we all just like have to go back to cable news or whatever, yeah. or we just get sucked back in. We're gonna think it's a lot worse, but we got to remember right now this is where it actually should be, just in the trash. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. I might not be as good as Nostradamus at predicting the future, but I do love taking my knowledge of the past and trying to figure out how it's going to affect the present and future. Whatever your vision is for this year, let pair eyewear bring things into focus for you. Do you get it? Don't stay stuck in the past with the same old glasses you've had since high school. That was literally me. Pair eyewear allows you to change up your look in a snap. And with base frames starting at just $60, including your prescription, they're not just convenient. They're also super affordable. I'm always so excited to see what new frames pair has available, especially for my big head. I just checked their website and they have a new Y2K revival collection. The frames are so fun. Pair always does a great job of having a mix of loud, fun frames, and of course, more subtle looks to match anyone's personality. The Millennium Twill Plaid is both subtle and colorful and absolutely adorable. Their new Easter collection has a white pearlescent top frame and one called the Blush that is truly bringing you back memories of frilly dresses, white patent leather shoes, and celebrating Easter Sunday with Chuck and Chan in all the best ways. Their virtual try-on is a super convenient way to find the right fit for you. And with free standard shipping and a flexible 30-day return policy, you have nothing to lose. Visualize a fantastic new year with Pear Eyewear. Go to PearEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in their post-checkout survey. That's Pear, P-A-I-R, Eyewear.com, code POP. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As spring draws near, time can feel like such a construct. Are we going to be springing forward or is it falling back? I'm always hoping it's falling back because who doesn't want an extra hour added to their day? But then the question becomes, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Figuring out what's important to you is the first step in making it a priority, and therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It might sound like a catch-22, but making therapy a consistent priority has been the catalyst in giving me so much of my time back. Not only has therapy helped me identify my priorities, but it's also given me the skills to enforce boundaries around my time. If, like me, you wish you had more time, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Even getting started is super simple. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, and they'll do the work of matching you with a licensed therapist, and you have the option to switch therapists at any time for no additional costs. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com popcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcast pod. Um, okay, let's do Tom Holland. Um, uh, overrated, oh. underrated, or properly rated. We're talking about him because his uh, television show, The Crowded Room, is uh, it's out. It's being reviewed. Um, some people hate it. Most people hate it. Maybe one or no. two people like it. 
Now, the I will say on the Rotten Tomato score, right. the critic score is very poor. It is it's 27. It's, it's, it's 27. down to 26. I'll be honest. Okay, with not you. great. Someone watched it and was like, I'm tipping the scale. This sucks. And then the audience score is 92%. Do you think that's Tom Hollinators that are like going hard? I do need the uh, Rotten Tomatoes algorithm to come up with like a um, racist. A metric to be like that's what this is about you know like the little mermaid like review bombing they could like clean up the reviews and be like oh this is just clearly people who need to have a white mermaid as the little mermaid <laughs> right. or uh, like a fanboy metric where it's like they're so proud of this person that they're always going to say his stuff is good even when it's like terrible and that, that'll get us closer to and accurate, that's hard because rating. i do love tom holland the person mm-hmm I do think Tom Holland, the actor, is good. He is a genre actor. He is not a good actor in everything. Sure. And he needs to be in things where he can be either super physical because he's like a little like sprite. He can move really fast. Yeah. Or he can dance. He's a really good dancer. I would yeah. argue his performance of Rihanna's Umbrella is one of the best of all time. Would you say that uh, in the course of human history, he's one of the top 100 dancers of all time? A hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. 100%. So we are living in a moment where we have the hottest top 100 woman of all time and again, dancer of all time. Again, I, nobody before 1950 could dance. I don't, I haven't seen anything that impressed me, but like I have watched. So you think you can dance and I know how good they are. No like, one before 1950 can dance. Like, no, I, just, I know that's people an, after 1950. Sure. That, it's, I about that. You know that's an embarrassing thing to say, but you're doubling down. And I respect it, frankly. I do. Listen, here's what Alan Seppenwall said about Tom Holland's new show. And Alan Seppenwall, we both really like him as a critic. And Mm -hmm. he said, the crowded room takes until the sixth of its ten episodes to acknowledge its actual premise. That's bad, you guys. That's not good. In terms of making TV, that's not what you want. And listen, Tom Holland just announced that he's taking a year off of acting because this show broke him as a person. That's I wanted to ask you about that because I read that quote because he was like, uh, I, I, I like hard work, but the show did break me. I needed a break. So I disappeared to Mexico for a week and had time on a beach and laid low. That's and called a vacation, take, Tom. That's not called a mental that's what that is. Yeah. That's what that is. He's like, now I need to take a year off. I just wanted to ask you guys two questions, two math questions. I'll start with the first one. Okay. What percentage of the American populace, uh, when they hear about an actor who had a hard time playing make-believe in a story... <laughs> feels empathetic to them needing to take an entire calendar year off of work it's, how many it, what percentage feels empathetic to that it's one percent and those are other actors <laughs> okay aaron like, do you have a, do you have a guess on that number i i want to say ten percent ten percent ten percent of just really kind like enneagram type people who are just yeah. like prone to feel good about it yeah. yeah i had like less than zero so i think we're all kind of close on that <laughs> yeah, one we're close we're close what percentage since uh, 2015 do you guys want to guess his average Rotten Tomatoes score on non-Spider-Man okay. or voice acting movie roles? Okay. Oh, you're taking it onward, aren't you? I am taking it um, onward. I'm going to say it's a 33. 33. Yeah. 33. I'm going to say that. Don't tell her. Just let her guess the number. Yeah. What do you think the question was? And then what would you like to guess your answer as the question? <laughs> the question was, I think that you asked... Do we think Tom and Zadea are still together? Okay. okay. What's the okay. percentage? And my percentage is a million percent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wasn't the question. <laughs> what was the question? But I appreciate your what? answer to the question. What's the average Rotten Tomatoes score of the uh, Tom Holland projects that are not Marvel? I, the percentage stands. Oh, a, a million. million. Yes. A million. A score yeah. that's not actually on the scale that's of Rotten Tomatoes. That's right. Oh, so she obviously saw Uncharted, The Devil All the Time, and Cherry. <laughs> uh, the answer is 51%. Oh, 
51 oh, percent. That's higher than I thought it would be. It, it, it's a outlier? little higher. What's the outlier? You know, he, well, the weird thing is once he really got in lost in the Spider-Man sauce, you know, um, that's when it really got bad. But right as he was kind of crescendoing, um, he was like pilgrimage is 68%. He's not huge in that. Lost City of Z, he's 86%. And Devil All the Time was actually 64%, despite, like, th- I guess technically it was a good movie, but it was not a fun movie. The best part was Robert Pattinson screaming delusions. That was the best part of that here, movie. Here is where Tom Holland finds himself, and it's the same place that Selena Gomez found herself. Mm-hmm. Selena Gomez, who was like, I was in Spring Breakers, a movie you really loved, okay? Right? Oh, uh, no. That was that resulted in the biggest fight Ashley and I have ever been in in our lives oh, after we saw it? that movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know why I was. We left early like and we were screaming at each other walking out of the theater. <laughs> okay, good yeah. to know. Uh, so, Selena Gomez had to figure out what do I do with this face that mm-hmm. always looks 14? Mm-hmm. And I think Tom Holland is in the same boat. He's like, what do I do with this face that always looks 14, especially when I stand next to my girlfriend who's five inches taller than me? Yeah, and also looks eternally young. They both just always look young. They look very tiny, like tiny little humans. And so I think the difficulty is he has, I would argue he has really bad pickers that he has hired to pick for him because they're, they're, they're doing the cliche thing, which is we have to do something so opposite Spiderman Mm -hmm. that we have to make him look tough and angry and have PTSD of something that's happened in his life. When in reality, what Selena Gomez, when it finally hit for her was it's like, no, I'm just going to be in a TV show with uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. And I'm mm-hmm. going to play like just a regular 20 something who's like weird and qu- quirky. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to be a character actress rather than try to be like, I'm going to star in the film and I'm going to be the thing. And I think that's what for Tom Holland is really tough. So uh, I, I think he's overrated, but it's because of all of the fame surrounding him in regards to Spiderman and being Zendaya's true love. They love each yeah. other. I think overrated. I think he, like you, uh, kind of like what we're saying, he he is feeling compelled to be in certain roles and certain projects that he's actually not suited for. Uh, we talked a little bit about that. He should be following the Michael J. Fox, just like easy breezy, charismatic, fun, good, um, benevolent kind of roles. But he's like, I've got to get dark, dark, dark and serial killy. You don't yes. have to do that. You don't have to do well, you that. Know, and the tough part when you think about it is who are his contemporaries? Like who are the people that are his age? And it's like Paul Meskel, you're competing with Paul Meskel. You can't. You can't. He looks like he's he looks like he lived through World War One. I feel you like he I mean? was at the troubles in Ireland. Exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. So you can't compete. And then the other choice is Noah Centineo. Mm. You can't. You can't get me with that either. How ha- how much does Noah Centineo's people pay you to mention that he's competing with Tom Holland uh, right now? Because that's listen, that's remarkable. I, listen, I get twenty two dollars every time I mention. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep it up so I can get. Do you to think Noah Centineo is in the top one hundred uh, of actors <laughs> across of humanity? Uh, he is in the top one hundred <laughs> of jawlines in all of history. I would right? actually agree with that. I think that's actually thank true. You, thank you. Jamie, do you want to send a side piece in the box office report? Yes. Okay. So this weekend was big for the Transformers. Listen, my niece told me this weekend that she loved the new Transformers because it got rid of all the canon of the previous Transformers. Listen, my son saw it with some friends as well. And he was like, it was fine. It was oh. good to make fun of. That's why I liked oh, it. So brutal. I don't know what that's that brutal. means. Yeah. That's brutal. Well, it doesn't matter because Paramount made a ton of money. They made $60 million. So they feel good about that because Transformers is mostly just, you know, people in their basement making little animals come into, I don't know how, I don't know what transformers are. Like, 
Are you explaining <laughs> Transformer fanboys or just Transformers like the No, the I was ideology? really talking about the people who worked on the movie. Like okay. they probably yeah. work from home and they have three uh monitors that are big. You you put like big blog boy energy on Transformer uh uh Is the, you creators. think that's wrong? You think that's incorrect? I don't I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, it was the number one movie, but it barely beat Spiderman colon across the Spitterverse, which made fifty five million, which is actually really impressive for a second week. That's not a huge drop. So, um, and I saw Spiderman uh, across the Spitterverse, and it was excellent. I really loved it. So, third place, The Little Mermaid has still racking in the money, and then Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume Three, and then The Boogeyman was number five. Now, uh, this weekend we get some competition. So we get some big movies are coming out this weekend. One I know Knox will watch. Don't doubt it. So first we're getting Elemental, which is the new, which, which you talked about in the June SMK episode that we were not interested in. Mm-hmm. Follows an unlikely pair, Ember and Wade, in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. How can they do it? It's a, it's animated. And then we get The Blackening, which I am the most excited about, about mm-hmm. seven black friends who go away for the weekend only to find themselves trapped in a cabin with a killer who has a vendetta, then the biggest movie of the uh, weekend coming up is, of course, The Flash. And it has great reviews. Mm-hmm. Listen, I love that the director of The Flash was like, listen, if we do another one, we're definitely bringing Ezra Miller back. And it's like, no, they're going to jail. You can't bring Ezra. They're going to jail. <laughs> like They committed crimes. You can't bring Ezra Miller back. Like I don't know if you've seen the news, but you can commit crimes and still do the things you want to do, like run for the presidency or be a movie. America. You know? <laughs> America be better. Okay. And then the movie that I know that Knox is most excited about this weekend is, of course, starring Chris Hemsworth, Extraction 2, coming to Netflix. Wait. I know we I can't, can't wait. You want to talk about a real nice Father's Day, a little Extraction 2, <laughs> some bourbon, maybe some barbecue. I don't yeah. know. I don't Listen, know. Listen, here's the description. After barely surviving the events of the first movie, mm-hmm. Rake is back. I forgot his name was Rake. Honestly, that's the description, but I think it's the first amount, like first bit of dialogue too. Like, Rake, you just <laughs> survived the first movie. Rake, How are you here? Rake, what will you do as this black ops mercenary task oh, with another deadly mission? I think I'm going to rescue another kid. Yeah, well, rescuing the battered family of a ruthless Georgian gangster from the prison where they are being held. God. So, uh, and then we get a documentary on Disney about Stan Lee, which I'm actually looking forward to. Like, I don't really know Stan Lee's like comic book history, even though sure. I, Marvel has tried to like shove it down my throat. But I am looking forward to watching that because I think it's gonna always, be a sad ending. It's gonna be a very sad ending. He's dead, of course. He's, he's sad. Yeah, that. But it's like it wasn't a cool way. It was kind of like everything got taken from him, both in the middle of his life and the end of his life. So. Oh. Yeah, well, so can't wait to that, pop that one open. That, ruin that weekend. No, okay. I don't think I did. I think the people in his life ruined that. I just told you about it. Oh, that's it. true. That's right. That's you know what the budget is on Rise of the Animal Transformer Beasts in the basement? It the was? Budget. Uh, no, what was the budget? Do you want to guess? I would guess $110 million. $200 million. $200 million. Golly. That's not And when you make 60 budget. on your first weekend, that is Oh, that's not, not good. Math, but here's the sad. problem. Transformers... It will never die. Like, I, I feel like we've been watching Transformers since Mark Wahlberg was a toddler. Like, we're just never sure. getting rid of this. You know what yeah. I mean? It'll, it'll be like Shia LaBeouf can come back. Like, he'll be fully yeah. uncanceled and he'll be in the last one. Like, that's how they, they oh, punctuate wow. it. That's not Gosh. a pitch. I'm just saying that. Don't get mad at me. Okay. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's do, let's do, I, I wanted to uh, talk about some TV shows too. Um, okay. Because 
uh, you know, it's easy to talk about movies. Um, it's the the long tail on TV shows and like whether they're good or not. It's more difficult to like get to um, their status. So um, some of the shows that came out uh, in the in the recent couple weeks, uh, based on true story, I think we talked about it in our uh, SMK for June. Uh, it's on Peacock. Its aggregate is about seventy two, uh, and that's across Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Um, I, I've seen I've seen Murders in the Building, like generic version of murders murders in the building uh but i haven't watched it yet listen i've watched the first episode and i love chris messina mm-hmm. and kaylee kuoko so much like i like them but i'm not i haven't been moved by the plot yet so I yeah richard roper getting better he said uh based on a true story makes for one of the most frustrating view experience viewing experiences of 2023 so Uh-oh. that's not a good review no, uh, nina not. metz from the chicago tribune says tonally the eight episode series teeters between slasher territory and the humor of domestic ennui do you think she gets points for saying ennui? <laughs> Listen, you're you're watching TV shows. Calm the F down. You're like... watching Peacock. Relax, Nina. Okay. <laughs> uh, Fubar, the first movie no. I always see when I open Netflix, uh, it's averaging about a 56 between uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. And let me just, let me sell it for you. Okay. This stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jay Baruchel, David Wallace from The Office, one of the pilots from Top Gun that's not Glenn Powell, and one of the members of Kids in the Hall. Did you ever watch Kids in the Hall on Comedy Central? Like a couple of episodes. It's no. one of them. I don't know why he's in this. I think it's Scott Pfeiffer, but he's in this. Why is movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger Show. suddenly a thing again? Like, why are we dealing with him all the time now? I don't know. I, I he's just like, like owning all of his like affairs and infidelity, and I guess that makes him likable or something. I don't know. It doesn't. God, can we just be done with seventy somethings? Can we just? I think we're good. I don't I want them to it. die. I don't want them to die. Both my parents are seventy somethings, but I yeah. just don't think either of them should be interviewed on Entertainment Tonight. You know what I mean? I, man, honestly, the ageist slant you've come across like can't drive, can't it's go to you. stores. It's you. You did it. You brought your ages. That's what happens when we surround ourselves with ageist people. We become ageist. That's why you have to no, have you know what? a diversity of input into your life. I feel like Carmine Falcone in The Dark Knight where I hire the Joker and then the Joker lights all my money on fire and Alfred's like, you you got in bed with somebody you didn't understand completely. And like that's what you're doing to all old people. You're lighting them on fire. No, the I'm idol not. is 37. And that is with some critics like booing. It's not very good. I don't think it's quite a 37, but it's definitely like not a 50. Oh, I definitely. Yeah, I agree. It's probably a mid. Like, again, the parts that are good are good, but they're just ruined by the other parts that Abel is like wanting to show you. And by yeah. parts, I mean his Duke at you. Do yeah. You know what I mean, it's yeah. not great. Primo. Uh, it's been out for a couple weeks. It's on Amazon Freebie. Uh, it's from Shea Serrano and Mike Schur. Uh, it's a 93 right now. It's uh, hitting at a 93. So you want, uh, might want to check that one out. And then High Desert uh, is a 73. It's Patricia Arquette. It's on Apple TV. Um, some good reviews uh, so far. So uh, just okay. some shows to consider and to think about. Okay. Good to know. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Uh, all right, Jamie, let's wrap up here with what's the word? So uh, The Chosen, the darling of the non-networked um, or streamers, uh, The Chosen is now going to the CW. Um, Aaron, this is a perfect time to loop you back in and keep you from working. That's um, right. Did you see this news? And if so, how did you feel? 
I did. I did see this news. I'm very excited. The CW has a long and storied history of fine mm. television programming, and I am thrilled <laughs> that The Chosen will be joining their roster. I was going to say, this is the spin somebody, I wanted to hear. Listen, this is I, what I'm, I'm going to be honest about. with you. If the CW had a muse, it's Aaron. Oh my gosh! I listen. What? What? Name a bad show on the CW. Mm. Name one. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't can't do it. Exactly. No, no, because you know what? The CW knows what it's making, You're exactly and it's right. like, look, this is Riverdale. Enjoy. This is Vampire Diaries. Enjoy. Like they know what they're trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. They know. Their I love business. it. So, what did you think when the CW's president of entertainment said the Chosen is based on the biggest IP of all time? Listen, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best take I've ever heard because I, I immediately started to push back on it, and I even looked up. Like, do you guys want to guess? Like any of the the most lucrative IPs of all time, the Bible and Jesus and God is not included in this. But of the rest of them, do you have any idea? Can you like name any on this giant list? Batman it has to be Spider Man. We've done like fifty Spider Mans. That's right. Uh, Spider Man is more profitable than Batman, yeah. so we'll say Aaron one, Jamie zero. No, yeah. I we got I got one though, right? You did, but not hi, not uh, higher Marvel. than Aaron. Marvel. No, Marvel's not just no. You gotta like like say a person. No, you can. It's on the board. So Aaron's on the board again. <laughs> Man. Too bad. It's I know that's different. That's different. Technically, um, different. Superman. Aaron. Aaron wins round two. Ooh, um, sad for uh, you. And I'm not trying to be rude, sad. but Superman's not even on the board. Superman's huh. not even on the board. Okay, IP. Who made? It's got to be something that is also made into like a T. So Game of Thrones. Okay, it's first to three. Um, and you're at two zero, and oh. your guess did not get on the board again. Okay. So if Aaron just lands on the board, she wins. Uh, I'm going Sesame Street. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> is that not a good Talk one? about somebody who flails out at the end. I, <sighs> I was g- <laughs> Aaron. I was so gonna, just so I, I understand. Blippy, but just, I can remember what Blippy was. Blippy? What the f- is Blippy? Blippy's a big <laughs> deal. Wait, is this TV and movies only adaptation? I mean, because like Barbie is. Like worth a lot, but she hasn't had a lot of stuff going on. Hold on, oh, hold on. Princesses, Disney princesses. Oh. We're not, we're not moving on from the fact that in terms of the most lucrative IP, Aaron looked at this at the landscape and was like, Elmo's Sesame made, Street. No, Elmo has made bank. Elmo has made bank. Don't, Don't act you like remember that. when people used to punch each other? You know, to we get talk an about Elmo? Bert and Ernie and like, are they roommates? Are they lovers? It's not enough bank to land on this list, so okay. you're both off the list. So have we named the number one? Uh, no, you have not. And I doubt you will. Oh, because it's got to be Harry Potter. Ma- Mario Brothers. Let's see. Aaron takes. No, I'm sorry. Jamie's back on the board. Mario no. just edges out Harry Potter. So it's 2-1. Uh, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Star Wars. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's what I thought you were going to guess. Oh, when yeah. You, when you, instead of saying Star Sesame Wars. Street or Blippi or whatever <laughs> that means. I forget about Star <laughs> Blippi. I don't know what Blippi I don't even know what Blippi is. I don't know how to I spell that. Was, that was, that's like a it's like a kid's show. I thought it was like maybe like a like is a Is it like Clippy from Microsoft? No. But it's like a different version no, of that? No, Blippi is different. Blippi. Blippi Jamie, has... don't don't cheat, Jamie. Don't cheat. No, but I want to know. I want to do what oh Blippi with an eye. Blippi mm. with an eye. Yeah, it has had it has had eight seasons. Why does he sometimes wear only one glass? Like glasses. Right. Aaron has the fifth highest Grossing IP of all time. So, Jamie, you have to land in the top four to continue the round. Of all IP. Mm-hmm. So, DC, is that like one of them? Uh, is that an official guess? Or are you yes. just like. Yeah, no, I'll say it. it's an official guess. It is not. It is not. DC is not on the board. 
So Aaron honestly it. routed you, and I feel I like she guessed. She routed me with Sesame Street. It's My theory, Aaron, you don't have to answer this. I think she guessed Sesame Street just to prolong the torture. I think she was like, I just want to keep doing this. Uh, number, one, number one, Pokemon. Number one, ninety-two billion. Uh, Pikachu and Dukachu. And then Hello Kitty. And then Diglett. Winnie the Pooh, Hello Mickey Mouse Kitty. and Friends, and then Star about, Wars. I forget about. Oh, Diglett. Kitty. Yeah, Diglett. Yeah. Diglets sell really well. So, um, but yeah, yeah so the CW is, uh, is I'm sorry, the, uh, the Chosen is going to the CW. Um, Jamie, this made me think of like other shows that maybe like should have been on a different network. Cause I don't, like aesthetically, I don't look at the Chosen and be like, that's a perfect fit for the CW, you know? No, I Are no, there other yeah. versions like that? Although there are hot people on the Chosen. So I am yeah. looking forward to that. I, I picked three of shows I really loved that I wish had been on different networks because they would have had a longer life. First, I would say uh, Firefly. Joss Whedon's show, mm-hmm. Space Western, perfect for Paramount Plus. If you want to mm-hmm. have like a little Yellowstone, but in okay. space. Okay, we'll cross over. I excellent. like that. Timeless on NBC. I love. I freaking loved that show. Um, it was not suited for NBC. It should have been on Netflix, so we could have had more duty and language. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, Living Single should have been on NBC proper since uh, Warren Littlefield stole it and made it into a show called Friends. So. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Okay. Because so one time Warren Littlefield was asked. When he was running NBC, he was asked, uh, is there any new show this year that's come out that you wish was on NBC? And he said, Living Single. And then the next year, six friends who live in New York who are just trying to make their way, but they're all white instead of black. Isn't that Man, a coincidence? That's crazy. Anyway. I was hoping you would come up with some shows that people have actually seen before, but um, I can come up with some. How people dare seen. you? Um, I, I, did, I, I thought if, I, if, if we could do some trades, I would want. What we do in the shadows to be on C-SPAN, so more people could actually watch it uh, than that we currently watch. Freaking <laughs> love, freaking love. Roasted. Listen, I heard the guy. You know the guy that directs or the showrunner for the Night Agent, a show I have not seen. Yeah, on Netflix, but it's hugely successful. I've watched. It's freaking awesome in a midway. You know, oh, okay. it's got awesome it, it. mid TV, right. right? Which I feel like could be the tagline of Netflix right now. That's kind but, of my taste sweet spot right now, to be honest with you. That's well, of course. But he said he was like, we figured out that like sixty-seven million people have watched all the episodes of the Night Agent. He said, do I get any kind of like bonus for that? No, yeah. there is no pay at all. He said, I'll get a bonus for season two. That's it. And I did think. Well, the writers should be on strike. That's garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you signed That's the deal, so like you knew, but uh, it's a bad, it's a bad system, bad arrangement right now. Um, I, you know, I thought The Walking Dead on HBO, I feel like it would have been a lot better. You know, I think it gives them a little bit more leeway. It might have um, spared them some of the storytelling missteps. That's right. And I don't think it they would have had as many episodes and they would have given longer time between seasons. That's a great yeah. point. That's a great point. Golden Girls on Cinemax. Like if they want to get it in, let's let them get it in. On Cinemax. I'd love it for them to get it in. You know Are what I mean? Kidding? Yeah. Uh, and then I had uh, this is this is the big trade. Um, SBTB, the college years. Um, move that from a show everyone has seen just like what what we do 100 100 percent. uh let's move that from nbc to fox okay and then now i've just created a whole viewing block because we start with 90210 right they're all in high school and then where do they go okay brenda Brenda and uh uh, jenny garth they all go to the same uh college right that uh sbtb is at i think it's just cal um with one of the gold brothers and then after they graduate college, where do they go after that, Jamie? They go to Melrose Place. They go to freaking Melrose Place. God, and that's just a whole viewing Place. block. Okay, that's just a, print that's money. That's actually a be- You've done a beautiful thing. Thank that's you. Impressive. Thank you. Just print that money. Um, okay, well, that's our conversation on The More You Know. Um, as always, if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Knoxjamie.com slash 503.
nine. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> okay, before we get into the lights, I do mm-hmm. want to just say that we got a tweet this week from Tim, who is Kaniac45, who said, I have always thought, all right, Jamie, want to do some lights, huh? Let's do some lights, was the same pre-recorded clip until today. That, we have it, never pre-recorded it. It is weird like that we would be like, oh, just grab that stock audio out yeah. of our file. We've recorded it live every time that we've ever done it. Now, Tim, would that be more efficient? Yes. That Would that be smarter? Of course. Would we ever do that? Probably not. So I think from now on, you have to be like hostage style and you have to like hold up a newspaper and say the date and be like, let's do some lights. Listen, so I'm most dis- well, I'm most disturbed by Tim thinking that when I gasp, he thinks I'm saying, huh? Oh, that what? What? Because he says, you say, Jamie, want to do slides? And I go, let's do some lights. He thinks I'm saying, huh. It does kind of sound like, huh. It does now that, now that he said that. But I'll I think of huh as like, huh? Like you're confused? Can, can huh be positive? Like, huh? is that huh? Or is that? I think so. I it's know. like, hey, there's a tornado warning. Huh. Now I'm dead because of evidently. That's exactly right. You got it this right This clunky time. kind of language makes no, me think I should right. be in I'm so glad you're learning. That's Absurd. So good. Absurd. Um, okay, what's your red light this week? It's time for rapid red lights because I have a lot of feelings about a lot of things. Okay, up first, uh, rapid red light to Taylor announcing her breakup with Maddie Healy one hour after we recorded last Wednesday's episode, mm. which deprived me of my victory lap that I had earned by predicting on May 15th that they would break up the first week of June. Next time, do better and work better with my schedule. Also, maybe don't date a racist, anti-Semitic misogynist. Okay. Second rec- rapid red light, golf getting into bed with terrorism. Now, I recognize that this does feel like a natural progression of this sport, but do y'all remember 9-11? I guess not. Okay. Not cool. Not cool. Also, uh, a tweet, red light to this tweet, Caleb Park, who's a journalist. That's what his bio on Twitter says. He wrote uh, this week, first, it's Trump. Next, it's you. Listen, and my reply to that tweet was, it is true. My bathroom does hold a lot of secrets, okay? But they only break the laws of self-control and personal finance, okay? So it's not necessarily going to be me. Do you know what I mean? Also, rapid red light to the podcast listeners who came for me this week. First up are the parents of fraternal twins. Listen, don't be mad at me that your pregnancy was more interesting than the outcome. Okay, your kids are great, but they're not as cool as identical twins. It just is what it is. Michael Harriet, he tweeted, I love him. He tweeted, people who buy store-bought pre-cut watermelon chunks do not have the Holy Ghost. Mm. That was so hurtful. Listen, I cannot be expected, Michael, to shred cheese and cut fruit. I have but one wild and precious life to live. I cannot cut these things myself. And then to the woman who, after listening to the podcast for the first time, DM'd me to ask me, quote, What's the point of the podcast? Wow. Well, Claire, what's the point of your husband? Uh, because based on your Instagram, it seems your husband's really into golf shirts and terrorism. Why don't you explain that? Okay. Got us right a, between the eyes, Claire. Right between the eyes listen, on that one. What as is the a point? reminder, as a reminder, the podcast is a podcast where no one will purposely teach you anything. No one will try to make you a better person. And no one is or was murdered in order for this show to exist. We thank you for listening. Those are my mm-hmm. rapid red lights. My red light this week is uh, Live Nation. Um, I don't know <laughs> how Live Nation factors into the concert going ticketing process. I don't know they how they own what, Ticketmaster. They own Ticketmaster. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Th- well. Um. So I, it, it just felt like it was all kind of inter interlaced. Um. And it, it, you know the the venue, like I said, was incredible. The performance was incredible. Uh, the I, I don't think this had anything to do with Live Nation, but the efficiency of the event of like getting you there, getting you in, and getting you out 
was the most top-notch, high-level thing I've ever been a part of. It was so oh. well done. But the problem is, Jamie, we, we, we bought two margaritas to take to the show, and we paid $50 for that privilege. Shite! What? I, because I don't normally flinch at the price, not because we're well-to-do, just because I will take it away from the stand and not make it like a fuss and then be like, oh my gosh, what? But like I gasped when she said $50 because I was like, what did I order? And then we paid $15 for a can of liquid death water. Have you ever had liquid death water? No, but I know the children love the liquid death. I don't, I don't understand this. I thought it was some kind of alcoholic seltzer. It's not, it's just, it's just lime flavored water. And I don't know, I, I don't understand the branding because liquid death doesn't make sense because it is just water. I, it, I feel like it would be like naming your toilet paper butthole napalm. I just, I, I guess it's ironic, but it, uh, to what extent? Like, are we doing that? But um, the food was just so exorbitantly. And, you know, look, I know you've got us there captive. We're going to pay a little more. But this just felt like hydration, extortion, libation, extortion. I watched the guy. We waited in line for 28 minutes for food. And I watched yeah. the guy take like two little, you know, platter things of, of like what's obviously McDonald's hamburgers and like microwaved french fries. Uh. And he was walking away and someone bumped into him. And he dumped both platters on the ground. <gasps> no. And he knelt down. And he picked oh. both up and yeah, scooped them back up into the yeah, platters. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I and did. he went on about his way because he said, I, I heard him, he said, I waited 50 minutes for that. And he's going to eat those because they cost <laughs> $1.3 million. And he invested <laughs> most of his day into getting those. So everything other than the food uh, and, the, and the drink cost was amazing. But my goodness, like, what are we doing here? Um, okay, what's your green light this week? Okay, my green light this week. Look, let me set the table. I do not normally jump on mainstream bandwagons of book reading, especially in genres that I love, that I know that a lot of mainstream folks don't regularly read, like fantasy and romance. An example of this would be Aragon. A lot of people thought Aragon was a good book. And if you read a lot of fantasy, you know that it is not. So do not at me if you thought Aragon was good, unless you have read 17 other series of fantasy books. Now, However, I saw this book all over TikTok in April. Then I saw your lovely wife, Ashley, recommend it. So I mm -hmm. messaged her. I was like, hey, this is really good. She was like, yes. And so, yes, I have finally read Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. And it is very, very good. This book is as if Game of Thrones and Divergent and Twilight had a weird threesome baby. Okay. It includes, this world includes four quadrants of training you can go into as a young adult in this world. The story centers on Violet, who wants to be a scribe. But her mother, the general, has ordered her to become a dragon rider. So she studies at a war college to become just that. And the only way out of this college is you either graduate or die. It's very much like theater school. It has detailed and vibrant adventure, excellent world building. It has tension. One of my favorite parts is folks developing their signature powers, which I loved. Now, to be clear, does it have a couple of pretty predictable tropes? I knew on page 29 what the romance situation was going to be, like immediately. I was like, oh, she's going to stoop that. I do know that. And man, she stoops that hard, by the way. Those are some open door scenes, so just a heads up. Um, and there's also a line of dialogue. There's not, This is not a spoiler, but Knox, if I, if I say this line of dialogue to you, what do you think is going to happen? One quick sentence. Here you go. A professor says the only way you'd ever be near him is if you're in the veil, which you won't be because you'd be incinerated before you ever got into the gorge. Oh, the gorge does it does just feel like an open door scene as well. That's right. <laughs> so that's what Gen Z calls foreshadowing because someone is going to go to the veil and someone mm. is going to meet that person. So listen, this is a frothy summer read that, by the way, you can only get on ebook or audiobook because the, the physical copies are back ordered through July. Um, plus, 
gosh, the best part of this book is there is no chosen one. I am over the fantasy vibes of having a chosen one. So if you're like, God, I just really don't want there to be a chosen one. Well, I have the book for you. It's this one. Um, also, just as a bonus green light, if you like this book and you're like, I want other great fantasy books to read that are actually amazing, not just popular. I'm going to highly recommend the Gail, the Gail Carriger Parasol Protectorate series. It's complete. That's the bonus. You don't have to wait because now I've got to freaking wait on this sequel to Fourth Wing in November. I got to wait this whole time. It makes me feel like Twilight when I discovered Twilight. But uh, Gail Carriger's book, it's funny. It's smart. The characters are complex. The series is finished. The first book is soulless. It's about Alexia Terabody. It's set in Victorian England. There are vampires, werewolves, and more. It is excellent. Okay. What's your green light? Uh, my green light, I've got two uh, this week. The uh, first one is a very light, very breezy documentary on Amazon uh, called Shiny Happy People, uh, colon, uh, I don't actually don't remember what the colon is. It's like Duggar Family Secrets or Duggar Family Scandal or something. Um, I'm kidding. It's not light and breezy. It's a, a four-episode <laughs> docuseries, basically. Uh, and it's it's directed by Julia Willoughby Nason and Olivia Christ, who I think they were each involved with the Lula Rich documentaries, the Murdaugh Murders documentaries. Yes. Um, but they are uh, deep diving Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar, uh, from the TLC series, 19 Kids and Counting. Um, and it obviously covers revelations of, uh, the, the oldest son's crimes as a sex offender. But more interestingly, kind of, at least to me, it really zooms backwards and highlights the, uh, the Christian organization that, uh, kind of helped indoctrinate not only the Duggars, but all their children, uh, which is the uh, IBLP, the Institute of Basic Life Principles. And they talk to former members of uh, the Institute uh, and basically cover allegations that it's a cult obsessed with male authoritarian uh, control. I know that kind of especially that last part sounds kind of fantastical. Um, but if you're if you're not from the South and you're not from a certain generation, I can't emphasize enough how much a lot of this ideology was transferred into the mainstream, not overtly like that, like there are institutes and, and basic life principles, but just certain things that you could see reflected on the Duggars. And that was just normal stuff if you could, if you went to church or certain kinds of church. Um, so this was, I don't know, kind of like uh, retrospectively contextualizing for us, you know, and like uh, our experience with church. But um, also, I think in a lot of ways, maybe for me, I didn't really keep up with the Duggars, so kind of how it all fizzled, I didn't really know. So this was helpful uh, and informative to me uh, for seeing kind of what happened in the wake of all the terrible stuff. So I uh, highly well, recommend that. And I definitely think there's a resurgence of Bill Gothard and the system that they mm -hmm. – like you're seeing some of that like women, just be – just be don't don't worry about becoming a surgeon. Yeah. Just be a mom. And it's yeah, like, well, and, and like the let's control the world by having lots of kids in homeschool. And kind of indoctrinate into very right. simple Which roles. Which you can be a gender. mom and a surgeon, or you That's can not... just be a mom, or you could just be a surgeon. Like it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I recommend everybody checking that out. And then uh, I'm going to do a book, but I'm specifically saying the audiobook. And, and this is "Thank You for Listening" by Julia Whelan. Um, I say the audiobook because you can get the book, and, and that's fine. Um, but you need to listen to the audiobook experience because the synopsis is uh, based around the character Sawani Chester, uh, and she she is a audiobook narrator in the book. Um, and basically, she's been an actress, but that's behind her, and now she's super successful as an audiobook narrator. Uh, and then she's in Las Vegas. She meets this guy. They have a one night deal, and then will it ever continue? Blah blah blah. I know that doesn't sound very interesting or like mind blowing as like a setup. 
But the way um, Julia Whelan, who herself is a super famous audiobook reader, she uh, read Addie LaRue, Carrie Soto's Back, Book Lovers, I Have Some Questions, basically any significant book. If you've listened to it, you've probably listened to her. Um, but the way she uses the idea of her own life and her own job as an audiobook narrator and puts that into the story, she does all the voices of all the characters, which in and of itself is ridiculous, but also like the characters in the story also do different voices. So she's do it's like voiceception where she's doing all, and all very different voices. And I know that sounds confusing, but it's not in the audiobook experience, but um, uh, there's certain par- parts where you probably know where the story is going. Maybe you don't, but I think this more than anything, this is like one of the most um, masterclass versions of an audio production performance um, I've ever listened to in my life. Um, so I think if you just like a really, it, it's probably, I wouldn't call it a romance, um, but it, it borders on romancy. But I think um, more than a genre, this is just the next level, the next wave of like what great audiobooks sound like. This is the this is that book. Julia Whalen, thank you for listening. I just highly recommend checking it out. You know, I love Julia Whalen. Like the only time I've ever enjoyed a fiction audiobook is when she has read it. Like that's yeah. the that's been one of my favorites is because she's so good at it. And did you know like I like I had read about her and I was like, where did she how did she get into this? And she was an act she was a child actor. She was that's on right. the TV show Once and Again with uh Sally Field. And yeah, I love that. I want to say she was on Zoe 101 or something. So she was on some stuff. And, and you can see, and she really talks about this at the end, like in the postscript. But um, this was kind of after her life, but kind of not after her life, too. Um, so it's very personal. You can tell it's very um, detailed in a way that you know there's a lot of personal and anecdotal investment in this. So I just um, – I, I would – I would even say don't read it. Just if you're going to be with this, make sure you listen to it. That's it's worth so much uh, of the of the time and the process of getting into audiobooks. Right. Um, okay, well that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Before you go, remember anytime you do any shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to Amazon.com/slash/shop/slash/the/podcast first. So that your purchases your affiliate link or favorite item purchase using that link this week was. I should probably pre-record that, and we should just use the same one if uh, we're going to pre-record fair, something. Listen, that's he the does one. that fresh every time. God. Yeah, you're doing great. You're I'm going doing so great. fast, though. That's what it is. You're going so fast. I, I just need to go like hyperspeed. Best item purchase using the link this week. Jamie, this is Tom and Jerry Colon, just the movie. The, the movie. Movies. Listen, this has 12,000 global ratings, and it's 4.5 stars. But don't worry. There are people who did not like this movie, and that includes just Gene. And Gene wrote, one star breaks my heart that the respect Tom and Jerry should have received was disappointing. Poor overacting, animation not up to today's technology, bad storyline, just bad. Even the grunts from Tom and Cherry sounded off. Wait until the movie is on Netflix so you can watch the first 20 minutes for free and then hit dislike and move on. I, I think we should use that into Cinema Side Piece. Are there grunts that don't line up with the character? Ew, you know, we should do that. I don't like that. All right, you guys, don't forget, you can get our brand new 10 year, ten years of the podcast merch, an embroidered sweatshirt, t-shirt, enamel pin, and sticker pack available for pre-sale today through Friday, July 7th. July 7th is the deadline. There will not, we will not be selling it after July 7th. So make sure you go to knoxandjamie.com slash live to snag some merch. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.